Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 444. It's a special episode all about Tom Brady's Man in the Arena, episode 9. The title of this episode is Maybe. And I did not quite catch on when I read the title. I'm like, oh, it's a weird title, whatever, move on. And then Tom Brady started telling the Chinese farmer story. And I went, boom, oh my gosh. And if you listen to every episode, which I, you know, I do, because I do every episode myself. Kind of weird. I guess I don't listen to it, but I know the content of every episode. But if you're a person who listens to every, every episode I do, I actually talked about the Chinese farmer story a couple episodes ago. And I was like, no way. That's crazy. I couldn't believe that Tom Brady was quoting that. And uh, I did, it was an accident that I, you know, I stumbled across it literally like a week ago. And um, just weird timing. It's funny how that works out in life. And this episode in general was very, very affirming of a lot of the things I believe in. And affirming of something I always tell people, hey, you can learn a lot from Tom Brady. Whether you're a football person or not, the, the way Tom Brady talks about life, the things he's achieved, what he's done on and off the field. I mean, he's got a lot of just achievement stuff and things you can learn from him. And uh, I just think there's a lot you can learn even in this episode one note that's kind of interesting is that there's a clip here from September 2019 at the beginning of this episode. And, you know, the producer says to Tom, you know, there's going to be nine of these. And I am led to believe in that moment that what he's saying is that there were supposed to be nine episodes of Main in the Arena. And they, you know, they did this to, uh, you know, <laughs> talk about the nine Super Bowls Tom Brady had been to. And then unexpectedly, Tom Brady went to Super Bowl number 10, and they added an extra episode. If that's true, I don't know that that's true, but that was the impression I got from that little exchange, and, you know, I thought they filmed all of these in, you know, earlier in 2021 during the offseason. So to find out, oh, they did filming for this in 2019 in September, and talking about nine episodes, I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's wild. That's pretty crazy. And, uh, if you don't know the Chinese farmer story, it's a, a little aside there, but the Chinese farmer story is basically, I, I'm not going to retell it to you, but it's about how um, in life you never know how things are going to turn out. And you got to be open to letting things turn out good or bad. And you know what we may think is bad may not actually be bad. What we may not think is good it actually may not be good. And... and I don't know what to, you know, Tom Brady says multiple times, like, well, if something's good, I don't actually know if it's good. I, I have a hard time buying into that. I try to let good things be good. But what I really like is that when bad things happen, you never know in what weird ways it might be also beneficial for you. You know, a couple examples in my life. Um, I hesitate to call this a good thing because it wasn't a good thing. But my brother uh, took his own life six years ago. Uh, and while that was simultaneously the worst thing that ever happened to me. It also was something that really changed in my life in many ways. And uh, that's why I'm now self-employed and talk about sports for a living. And as I was watching Man in the Arena episode nine, I'm sitting there going like, well, if it weren't for Zane, I wouldn't be watching this for my job right now, right? So the point is like, you gotta, when bad things happen, you can either have a victim mentality and say, oh my gosh, it's horrible. And the reality is when my brother died, um, Nobody, you know, people cared, but paying your rent doesn't care that your brother died. Your homework doesn't care that your brother died. Like there are, life goes on and you can either keel over and die or pick yourself up and keep going. And uh, 
I don't know, man. This episode had a lot of like life lessons like that. One thing that Tom Brady said at the end, I'm going to find the, the direct quote. He said specifically, anything that turns, um, anything that turns, any, sorry, Jesus, anything that's bad usually turns out pretty good in the end because you learn the most. And something I've always said is that when you have a loss in life, whether it be literally like on the football field or maybe you call off your engagement or your brother dies or, um, you know, whatever weird left turns you're not expecting, it, you can consider it a loss and play the victim or use it as a lesson. I always say it's not a loss. It's a lesson. You can learn things from the hard and negative moments in your life. Now, this Patriots team that won the Super Bowl, this is, about, this is the story of the Patriots beating the Rams in the Super Bowl. I would argue it may be one of the worst Patriots teams to have won a Super Bowl in that time. Like, look back at, I'm not saying this was a bad team. Clearly, they weren't a bad football team. They won the Super Bowl. They had a pretty good defense, but the offense was sparse. And, you know, they really, um, you know, they, they won the Super Bowl. They beat the Rams 13 to, not, uh, 13 to 3, excuse me. And I thought that the fact they beat Kansas City in the AFC title game to get into the Super Bowl is very, very impressive. This team, um, probably one of the most overachieving Patriots rosters. I, again, I, I'm not trying to rag on the team, but look back at all the legendary Patriots teams that won Super Bowls during Tom Brady's time there. I, I really would say the one that beat the Rams in the Super Bowl was probably the worst one that won a Super Bowl. In fact, like... They would get creamed by the Patriots team in 2007 that lost to the New York Giants after going 18-0 and leading up to the Super Bowl. So interesting stuff there. You know, I, I don't know. I really – I was impressed when this team won the Super Bowl because I did not think I – remember, I remember watching this year of football going like, this Patriots team is not, not what they normally are, and they still found a way to pull it all together. This is a team – they had Philip Dorsett at receiver – Chris Hogan, like their best receiver was Julian Edelman. They had Rob Gronkowski still, but um, this was definitely not peak Patriots. Now, Julian Edelman is one of the characters that talks a lot in this episode. It's only Julian Edelman and Tom, the only two people that are doing interviews and telling the story of this season. And, uh, you know, Julian Edelman was drafted in 2009 in the seventh round, uh, I believe 232nd overall. Some, I, I think that's... It's in my notes. I, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and Bill, when he drafted him, said, we don't know where you're going to play, but <laughs> we know you can play football. We'll figure it out. Because Julian Edelman was a, if you don't know, a quarterback in college at Kent State. And I would, you know, Julian talks a little bit. He doesn't go as in detail as I would assume he, he could. But Julian talked about how when he was a kid watching Patriots, Colts, you know, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, he was always a, Tom Brady fan and I always liked Tom Brady and I wonder if you know he played quarterback like I, I did Julian Edelman grow up as a quarterback watching Tom Brady you know inspired by him it's and then how surreal was it he talks a little bit about how it was crazy to eventually get to work with him and I love Julian Edelman Julian Edelman is a guy who dude has a lot of heart he's scrappy I I'm sad he retired I think he I'm still wondering. I don't think he's going to come out of retirement. A lot of people, you know, my friend Kevin and I were talking the other day, and Kevin was like, I still think he's going to get Julian Edelman to come out of retirement the same way Rob Gronkowski went to Tampa. And that's possible, but I think that the opportunity 
Julian Edelman has to broadcast with CBS right now might be too good of an opportunity to pass up, and he might just stay retired and become a full-time broadcaster. He's a great broadcaster. He, I guess he already is a full-time broadcaster, but he he may not skip out on the CBS opportunity to go back to Tampa, but um, he was a great football player. He's also a great broadcaster. I really love Julian Edelman, and you know, as, as Tom Brady calls him, Jules. Jules basically was like a little brother to Tom Brady and really, you know, got in under his wing and, you know, tried to learn everything he possibly could from Tom and kind of become a sponge. And, um, you know, it's funny, Julian Edelman talks about how all the things he learned from Tom and he jokes like, I don't know what Tom ever learned from me, maybe like a, a fishing knot, like he, and he kind of smiles at the camera, like hoping that the joke landed. Um, and it, it's just a lot of humility from Julian Edelman and clearly a lot of respect for Tom Brady. But they're two guys who had a same type of mindset, a chip on their shoulder, ready to fight, happy to go to battle. And uh, in 2017 in the preseason, game number three against the Detroit Lions, Julian Edelman tore his ACL. And so he did not play that entire year. He did not play when they lost the Super Bowl to Philly. And so... That leads to the 2018 offseason. They lose to Philadelphia, and it's one of the first times Tom Brady did not go to the Patriots OTAs and didn't go to some of the offseason stuff. He just said, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm an older veteran. I know what my body needs. I'm going to take care of my business, take care of my family, hang out with my family, train on my own. Um, it was kind of a, a moment of – I think a, some of the beginning of division started the year before with – you know, again, the Philadelphia Super Bowl year where Alex Guerrero couldn't come on the sideline. And so Tom Brady kind of went full in on it. It's pretty clear. I'm going to do my own thing, train myself, do my own workouts and do it my own way. And on top of that, so that year, going into the 2018 season, Julian Edelman got a four-game suspension for PEDs. And it is interesting I I thought maybe he was going to come on and be like, ah, oh, it was a mixed-up, a mistake. He never denied it. And I thought he had a platform where he could have. So um, remember, he was coming off a torn ACL. However that factors in, I don't know. But uh, Julian Edelman did not – he just didn't address it very much. And that's interesting. That's a, a clear, conscious decision. And, you know, whether he used PEDs or not, I mean, it's clear he did, I guess, because he got in trouble for it. But – I, I thought it was interesting that rather than trying to tell a tale and deny it, he just doesn't address it. And uh, th- there's something to be said for that because a lot of people, man, how many baseball players use steroids and just lied at, out of there, you know, lied until they're blue in the face. And Julian Edmund doesn't do that. He just says, you know, I, I got caught and got in trouble and um, took a suspension. And it's interesting that. You know, Brady, because he, the year before, had a four-game suspension for Deflategate, Tom Brady was able to use his wisdom and kind of help Julian Edelman know how to navigate that four-game suspension. And Brady said, you know, do things that you normally wouldn't be able to do during that time. And Brady reflected on how when I took my four-game suspension, I went on vacation, went to Costa Rica, went to um, the Italian coast. And, uh, you know, he said, like, I guess the Amalfi Coast is what I'm trying to trying to say. Uh, he said, like, that was kind of the four best weeks of my life. You know, it was a, a weird time I don't normally get. And apparently they were talking constantly, and Brady helped Julian Edelman know how to not only handle it with what to do with your time, but how to handle it mentally, not being involved on a football team for those four games. And the Patriots started 2-2. Two and two. 
in 2018. They lost to the Jaguars. They lost to the Jets. And Brady gave a great quote. He said, like, losing those games isn't the end of the world, but you have to learn from those losses. You can't just lose two games and not learn anything. Because then if you, if you don't learn, then you're in big, big trouble. And, um, you know, remember, Julian Edelman torn ACL plus a four-game suspension. It had been, like, well over a year since the last time he played in an NFL game. And so he was a little bit rusty when he came back. He had a kind of a rough start. And uh, at the same time, Patrick Mahomes was rising to stardom in the NFL. And, and Tom Brady was talking, I guess this whole series, he's talked about how it's interesting how people, you know, FEA, you know, the F all, and talking about how sometimes there's stuff that people like to turn into drama that off the field that doesn't really matter. And, and I actually had a thought about, Patrick Mahomes, this year in 2021, now 2022, this season for Mahomes, has been kind of a year similar to stuff I've seen from Tom Brady with Man in the Arena, where we've seen a lot of stuff off the field with Patrick Mahomes, his wife, his brother doing TikToks and stuff. They had kind of a bad start to the year. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism of Kansas City this year. And even even like I even remember saying, I wrote off Kansas City at one point earlier this year, I said, I think I said, quote, you know, they're playing this way. They cannot be a Super Bowl contender because Mahomes is making too many mistakes and the team isn't what they used to be. And it's interesting how Patrick Mahomes is right back in you know, 13 and four. They are going to play the Steelers in the wild card round this weekend and probably going to dominate. And, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I thought this year has been a He's a Brady-like figure in the NFL. Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, I thought, has matured a lot on the field this year with his decision-making, with his ability, putting together, like, long 17-play drives and taking what the defense gives him, and he's a little less wild and a little more polished. And I think that's—Mahomes is someone we don't focus on the same way we do Tom Brady, but— I think when it's all said and done, they're going to have similar careers. And I, I would not be shocked to hear Patrick Mahomes talk about this year when he reflects on his career as a turning point where he grew a lot as a player and as a as a quarterback and um, evolving his game and becoming less of a gunslinger and more of a really top-notch quarterback. He's not only able to make crazy plays, but also when there's nothing open vertical, just take the five-yard pass and you know, put together really long, boring drives too. And that's an added element to Mahomes' game that I really, um, I don't know, I just, I, I don't think without Man in the Arena, I would have really appreciated the journey Mahomes has been on this year. Now, Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans embarrassed New England 34-10, to week 10 of the 2018 season, and it was kind of a wake-up call for Tom, realizing, like, we got to execute at a high level. And then later down the road, Miami got this miracle touchdown, and they got a ton of laterals they won, and then... Uh, they went to Pittsburgh on the road trying to clinch their division week 15, and the Patriots lost. And it was really interesting how in this episode, I don't know if it's because there was less drama off the field to focus on. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's more fresh, like it's it's more recent, so they remember more details. Although I don't – I would even argue it feels like Tom Brady at some point was like really prepared with some numbers and statistics. And I, I maybe he remembers that they were 3-5 and five on the road going into – the AFC title game details like that, but I don't. I think that's something he probably looked up and was like, I, I'm sure before every episode, sitting down interview, he looked at the schedule and what happened that year and kind of refreshed his memory on that. Anyway, um, 
this episode is really focused on a lot more of the moment-to-moment, in-season, in-game details than we have in past episodes. Uh, and at the same time, so they lost to Pittsburgh week 15. And simultaneously, you know, Julian Edelman is talking about how in December and January of that year, he was finally starting to feel 100% coming off of his injury, his torn ACL. And then we learned this crazy nugget. I didn't realize, apparently, that year, uh, 2018, was the eighth year in a row Tom Brady had gone to the AFC championship game. I never would have known that. That's an amazing number. Uh, that's, that's unbelievable that he was dominating the AFC that hard. Didn't always go to a Super Bowl. He Eight years in a row, Tom Brady went to the AFC title game. And in the AFC title game, on the road against Kansas City, um, you know, the Patriots— I, I got to say, everyone talks about how loud Kansas City Stadium is, how crazy and loud and wild the atmosphere is, and it really makes me want to go to a game there someday. I've never – I never realized that was a goal of mine. The Midwest is one of the most um, interesting parts of America to me. I spent a little time there. I love Cincinnati, Ohio, Kansas City, Missouri. I want to go to Omaha, Nebraska. Like, And I know that sounds crazy. I know it's flat. It's like – not the it's not a place you would find desirable, but I hear there's a lot of like fun stuff to do in Oklahoma or in sorry in Oklahoma that too, but in Omaha, Nebraska, um, and I just I, I really I'm I'm telling you guys I want to get a van and drive across America, and one of the things I really want to do is heavily explore the Midwest, all the cool cities they have there and the culture there, and I think it's something that most people in America focus on the West Coast or the East Coast, and the middle of America gets often forgotten, and there's a lot of cool stuff there. My buddy. Uh, he's in town right now. Uh, I live in you know in Hawaii, and he's visiting from. J- he lives in Japan right now. He's in the Air Force, and he lived in Omaha for two years. And he loved Omaha, Nebraska. He's had a lot of great adventures there, a lot of good time there. So this game, watching Brady talk about how loud Kansas City Stadium is, made me go, I gotta go to Kansas City someday. I really I love the Midwest, and I want to explore there. And that's a city I wanna I wanna experience at some point uh, in the near future. Now in this game. Uh, the Patriots did when it was a wild game. They were up, the Patriots were up fourteen to nothing at halftime, and then later, you know, the Kansas City came back. They scored thirty-one points in the second half. Tom Brady's, uh, you know, they kicked a uh, sorry. Tom Brady and the Patriots scored a touchdown to take a thirty-one to twenty-eight lead with thirty-nine seconds left. Then Kansas City, being Patrick Mahomes and who they are, bam, 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 went right down the field, uh, kicked. Kicked a field goal to tie the game 31-31. So the Patriots ended up winning in overtime. But that's what I say when I say, like, the Patriots in 2018 were one of the the most— they were an overachieving football team. Like, the roster they had should not have been able to put up 37 points in a game against Kansas City where their offense was bleak. They weren't this high-powered offense. And the fact that they were able to keep up with and beat Kansas City in 2018, that's a crazy win. Now, Julian Edelman, after winning this game in real time in the episode, the next thing they kind of lean into here is that Julian Edelman talks about how relentless and, you know, how hard and demanding it can be to play in New England. And, of course, remember, he retired after this year. And you know, he was the Super Bowl MVP. They beat the Rams 13-13. Sorry, 13-3. I keep saying that. 13-3, the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Julian Edelman was the... MVP, And I remember the Super Bowl very well because it was tense. It was slow. It was kind of like a baseball game where you felt like at any moment one pitch could be the one that hits the home run to blow the game wide open and take the lead. 
And I, I remember feeling like any like one big play is going to win this football game, and Julian Edelman got that play. And I just – I don't know. It's interesting to hear – the whole end of this episode really focused on New England and Brady's time there and what's it like to play for Bill and Bill's relationship with Tom and how much he appreciated him. But it's clear that and, – and Tom gave a great quote. He said that Bill Belichick was the best coach I could have ever asked for. And he even gave a really sentimental quote. He said, you know, all my time in New England – winning all the Super Bowls, all the success I had. It was the people I had around me that make it worth it. Sharing those moments, those Super Bowl victories, and the teammates you had, um, that's what you remember and hang on to. And I will say, I had a twinge of sadness listening to that because I run a very solo operation. I, I live alone in an apartment. I do my show alone. I've got a lot of people, and maybe my teammates are you guys listening. I don't know. But I need to figure out who my teammates are. Uh, you know, I'm really close to my dad. We, we talk on the phone almost every day. He's someone I've really shared um, my growth as a creator with. Uh, and we, you know, talk and he celebrates it with me. And it's fun. But I, you know, I, I'm really not sure who exactly my teammates are with Strong Opinion Sports. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm single. I live alone. I, I don't know. And maybe it is the people on Patreon. Like, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. But I... Um, but even that is a little bit not quite what I need because I want people to like, hey, you, you have a huge week and you – this week, by the way, I've been killing it. I'm really proud. I was really tired when I woke up this morning. Um, but this week for the show, I got an episode out Monday, a great episode out Tuesday, a great topic about Brian Flores. I got another one tomorrow uh, doing wild card predictions, a lot of good stuff for tomorrow. I'm really excited. And I've been on it this week, and I, I'm like, man, it would be cool to like have someone to kind of raise a glass with and celebrate that the week how it's been so far with. Uh, now, I don't want to get ahead of myself. There's, I want to have a great week all five days. I don't want to just have a good two days. But um, I had a twinge of sadness hearing Tom Brady talk about how much his teammates meet him. You know, I, I loved in football having teammates and people you collaborated with and worked together with. And was it a hassle? Oh, absolutely. In college, trying to teach an 18-year-old kid the playbook and get on the same page as a receiver or this and that, like – I love doing my own thing, but I, I was like, man, that's something that I don't have. And I don't know that I need to have teammate that experience because, again, it is way more efficient to work alone. Uh, but I, I want to be conscious of it in my head. Like I don't have teammates, and maybe i got to figure out what that looks like in my life and who are the people that I can share the journey with along the way for me personally. And, again, it might be just the people on Patreon. That might be enough. Um, but I, I try to learn a lot of lessons from Tom Brady. He's got a lot of wisdom, and I try to model a lot of the – ways I approach my life after the ways Tom Brady has approached his and the wisdom he shares. And that might be one thing I need to add to my you know, repertoire is people that I can share the journey with in whatever way that looks like. Now, I'm newly single, and I think a lot of people are going to go, oh, he's lonely. That's not what I'm trying to say here. Um, ending that relationship is the right thing for me. But it is interesting to take – again, these episodes, these special episodes of Strong Opinion Sports talking about Man in the Arena, I'm trying to get notes from the show – and learn whatever lessons we can. And that's one that I'm like, huh, that might be a weak point in my approach is that I don't have anyone who is, quote, you know, a teammate doing this with me. And that would be – that'd be fun to add someday. And whatever way that looks like, I don't know yet. Maybe it's probably just my dad. <laughs> it's my, my closest ally. But um, interesting thought there. Again, Tom Brady ended – this quote I'm going to read it again. Anything that's bad 
usually turns out pretty good in the end because you learn the most. I already know calling off my engagement was something really good for me. I'm doing way better. I have way more energy. I, I'm, I'm happier. Um, and I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself, about what I want in a relationship. I'm also learning I don't want to be single forever. You know, I really – I do want a relationship at some point. Um, but I love that Tom Brady talked about victim mentality. And, how, like, and I can't say enough to everybody – don't be a victim. I'm going to repeat stuff I said earlier in the episode. You know, when bad stuff happens to you, you have a choice. It's a fork in the road where you can either keel over, give up, and, and say, oh, this horrible thing happened to me. Or you can, you know, pick yourself up and figure out a way forward because the things that need to be done in your life, you know, again, paying your rent, doing your homework, getting your work done, it's not going to care that you're having a hard time. And, um, not to say you shouldn't take breaks and figure out how to care for your own heart, but also like use the losses in your life as lessons rather than just calling them losses and playing a victim. Now, there have been nine episodes of this show in New England. Now, we have one upcoming in Tampa. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the next episode might be the very best episode of the entire show, Main in the Arena. And what's crazy is it sounds like they were planning to do nine episodes – and then Brady won another Super Bowl, and they're like, well, uh, let's do another one. You know, that's pretty crazy to me. And if that's true, that's amazing. And uh, I don't know. I hope that I've, I've tried to really hard. Uh, I've tried really hard to find ways to fill time in this episode and talk about all the notes I have relevant to this episode. I want it clear, though. Um, I, I probably sounded sad, and I, I don't mean to. I, uh, if that's the way I came across, please don't leave comments saying that. I, I'm really not. I, I'm doing very well. I'm very happy. I, I had someone reach out to me recently and say that um, they felt like I was spiraling out of control. And I was like, is that because I, I, I cussed a couple times in one of the Man in, Re- Man in the Arena episodes? Um, and at, for those who don't know, I cuss all the time in my everyday life. That's who I am. I, I censor myself a bit for strong opinion sports. I got another show coming, uh, a non-sports-related show where I'm just talking and uh, – I'm going to be explicit and, and cuss in that, in that show a lot, and people can opt in or opt out uh, of that. But for Strong Amendment Sports, I'm trying to keep cussing to a minimum. It's not what I want to do here, but um, I'm, I'm actually doing really well. I'm just learning a lot. And one of those lessons is, hey, I, I know at some point I'm going to want a partner. I'm going to want, I want a relationship. I, I know I don't want to be single and alone forever. And I'm not lonely. I'm doing pretty well. Um, but it was like, huh, when I step back and analytically assess, you know, assess my life, I'm like, I don't really have anyone to share the little victories with. And that's, there's a twinge of like, huh, okay, I know that's what I want someday. Uh, and I just want it clear, like, I, I don't really want comments from people saying, like, oh, you sound sad, you sound lonely. Like, I'm, I'm really not, and I'm not just saying that to convince myself or convince you. It's true. Um, I'm doing very well. I like being alone. I chose to be alone. Um, but I also know that my dad always warns me. He's like, look, Zach, at some point you're not going to want to be alone forever. And you got to make sure that, um, you got to plan for that and take care of that. And so, um, anyway, I'm rambling now, but I just, I want to be clear where I stand and not get a lot of, I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm very happy. I think the show's doing better. I'm doing better. Um, and I just didn't want people to tell the story in their heads that, oh, Zach's lonely or sad. Cause I'm, I'm really not, I'm doing very well. Uh, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Tomorrow's episode is fun. Uh, we're doing predictions. We're talking about, I don't even know all this stuff. Jordan Love in the second half. I want to talk about, there's another quarterback on my list on my notes. I want to talk about, uh, after tomorrow's episode, 
So I'll be working on it Friday. It'll probably come out Saturday because I know it's going to take a while to get out. Tomorrow's episode, I'm starting right after this. That'll be a part of Wednesday. I'll work on it. It'll come out Thursday. Thursday night, I'll work on Friday's episode. I'll work on it all day Friday, probably record it Friday night, come out Saturday morning. But Saturday morning will be the first episode of Predictions versus Reality, where we talk about my predictions for the 2021 season. Talk about what I predicted uh, for each team. I think the Seahawks are one of the first teams I'm going to cover and uh, share like, hey, how did the year go for these four teams? And my prediction, how the year actually went, was I right, was I wrong? Why was I right? Why was I wrong? What happened? Like, what was surprising? What was good? What was bad? Uh, and I'll, I'll leave a Patreon thread very soon uh, for the four teams I'm doing. Pro- I guess I should do it right now, actually, after I finish recording for the f- four teams I'm doing predictions versus reality on for uh, episode 444, 45, 446. We'll have predictions versus reality. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you very soon. And uh, bum bum bam, we are done.